Amen. Let's turn to the scriptures. We are blessed. For the opportunity that we get to come in his presence and to sing unto the Lord and give him the glory that is due unto his name. Amen. We'll turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. Release your grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. All glory and honor to you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. And we take victory. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, It's Worth Remembering. It's Worth Remembering. When you think about someone or a church, what's the first impression that comes to your mind? If someone were to mention a church that you were a part of or you were a member of, what would come to your mind? If someone were to mention a brother or a sister that you know what would come to your mind. Based on our relationship and our attachment and our affection and our affiliations, we all have certain memories about people that we have been touched with. Praise God. When I was meditating the scripture, I asked myself, Going back, walking down the memory lane, I started thinking about some of the churches that I was associated with, some of the churches that I have ministered in. So many memories flood my mind. Most of them are very good, and some of them are not pleasant. From the church in the leper colony in New Delhi, all lepers, everyone in the church was lepers. God gave us the opportunity to go there and minister in that particular church. To the church in Ethiopia, right in the middle of woods. To the church in Cochin, in a city, a big church, huge church. Worship, thriving, vibrant worship. And so different memories come to our mind. Likewise, when we say church and churches, church comprises of people, praise the Lord. So there are people there and they also bring back so many memories, praise God. Memory is a gift from the Lord and we should cherish the good memories that God has given us. 
The good memories that God has given us, we should cherish and we should give thanks to the Lord for those good memories. For those people who have touched our lives and the Christian virtues that we see in them. Quite often, it is our human nature to dwell on the negatives of people. And we tend to erase off the positive features of people. There is no perfect human being on the face of the earth. There is an old proverb that goes like this. To be human, it is to err. And to be divine, it's perfect. Only divine deity can be perfect. Only God is perfect. So you and I, in our journey on this earth, we come across ecclesia, churches. We come across God's people who have both positively influenced our lives and some might not have. But we as God's people, we ought to be people who celebrate the positive features of people. Praise the Lord. Apostle Paul is writing to Thessalonians. This particular church in the Bible is known as a model church. Not because they simply thrived and they lived in a comfort zone. But through the persecution, through the affliction, through the trials, they came out flying in colors, displaying, exhibiting the true Christian virtues that God expects from all of our lives. Paul was a missionary, but he was also a praying man. And the second verse says, when he sat for prayer, or in his prayer life, whether he was walking or working, the man constantly prayed. He said, every time I remember about you, I give thanks to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Such a good quality. To give thanks to the Lord. We quite often give thanks to the Lord for all the blessings that we have experienced in our lives. But can we give thanks to the Lord for all those people that we know, that we have touched, and they have touched? Praise the Lord. Every time you think about someone in the church, give thanks to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this person. We thank you for the grace of God upon their lives. We thank you for the fruit of the Spirit in them. We thank you, Lord, for the ability that God has given them. We thank you, Lord, for the giftings that God has adorned them with. Praise God. Such a beautiful thing if we can practice that. Here, Paul is saying, when he remembers the Thessalonians, this is what he remembers about them. Three virtues. It says, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. If you have to make mention of people in your prayers, you need to have connections with them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you sit in the presence of God, you have to pass, you ponder on the goodness of God. As you let the images of people pass by, 
You can give thanks to the Lord for them. Praise God. He says, I remember remembering without ceasing your work of faith. Three things he's talking about, three qualities. Number one, their work of faith. Number two, their labor of love. Number three, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. The first one, the work of faith. Praise God. Christian journey starts with faith in Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is not by works, it is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Grace of God, faith in Christ Jesus. That's where our life journey starts. We all can look back at the day when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus, put our faith on him. That's when our journey started. That's what as these brothers or these churches concerned in Thessalonians says their work of faith. Amen. Their work of faith. As far as they are concerned in the context their work of faith begins with their introduction of Christ in their lives. And this is how words 9 says. Now say the latter part of words 9. It says, and have you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God? Praise God. See, this was not an easy decision. It was not an easy choice. These were a group of pagan people. They turned to God from idols. Praise God. Turning to God from idols. It requires faith in Jesus and repentance from their past sin. Praise God. A true born again experience for every one of us should have these two steps in their lives. It is a two side of the same coin. One, faith in Jesus Christ. Number two, repentance from the past lifestyle and sin. Praise God. The Thessalonians turned to God from idols. Praise God. Faith in Christ produced also a repentance from their old life and lifestyle. Praise God. Amen. Repentance. True repentance. True repentance is a change of heart and conduct. Praise God. Change of heart and conduct. It's not just simply saying something with our mouth, but a change of heart and a change of context. Somebody once said, repentance is not like the person who sent the IRS a check for $150 with a little note saying, if I can't sleep tonight, I will send you the rest. No, that's not what repentance is. See, there was an inner impact upon their lives. Hallelujah. Anyone who turns to God, there is an inner impact in them. There is an inner transformation, a change that occurs in their lives. 
what was their work of faith? Primarily, what they did was abandoning their affiliations, their affections, and their allegiance to the idols. Praise God. Abandoning their affections, their affiliations, and their allegiance to the idols. I believe that every one of us had that experience. Not every one of us have come from a pagan background. We probably were raised in a Christian home. Yet, we know that we had idols in our lives. And true repentance is to turn to God and turn away from the past life, whether it be idols or anything that kept us down. You know, telling people about idol worship and giving up idol worship is not an easy thing. If you have shared the gospel with someone, you will find that that's a big challenge anyone who shares the gospel faces. Because the question is always this, what is it that we've been serving these deities for such a long time and all of a sudden you come and you tell us that is not the true and living God. Praise the Lord. You need a lot of grace and wisdom from God. The Lord helped me to lead two people to the Lord, one last week and the week before. Two of them. And it was very interesting because this is an area that I always struggle with. But I saw how seamless the Holy Spirit led me. As I opened the scripture, the Holy Spirit just enlightened the scripture for me. And I saw how the Holy Spirit worked in their lives without any struggle from my end. The scripture convinced them. Praise the Lord. The moment they turned to God, they realized that they had to bid farewell to the, uh, to the deities that they were serving all the days. I just simply sat there and marveled as to how the Spirit of God did the work there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Such a joy, folks. I understand that we all are confined in so many different ways. But I have also found that this is a season that you and I can actually reach out to people whom we cannot touch otherwise. Praise the Lord. You cannot enter certain homes, but thank God for technology that allows us to touch lives, that allows us to reach out to lives, connect with people, and share the, share the message of Jesus that can bring hope and life, life eternal. Praise God. True faith and repentance, they go Hand in hand. The work of faith. That's how Paul puts it. Faith is the response of man to the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. When a man responds to the word of God, that's when he starts to begin that journey. The walk by faith. Paul puts it like this in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Praise the Lord. Our journey is a faith journey, folks. Amen. We started this journey by faith. 
And we have to continue this journey by faith. In this Christian journey, there are, will be so many faith ventures that awaits us. Praise God. And you and I should be people who should be excited and thrilled to take on new faith ventures and endeavors. Take the step of faith as you walk by faith. Everything that we attempt for the Lord, hallelujah, should be propelled by faith. What an illustration we find in Luke chapter 5 when Jesus, after using the boat of Peter as, as an amplifier on the water, praise God. We see after that Jesus tells Peter, cast your net. Go launch into the deep and cast the net. And you know, Peter had his own explanation. When Jesus said, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch, Simon Peter said, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. In other words, Peter is saying, we are used to the sea. We are used to the waves. We are professional fishermen. We know our business very well. Praise God. But, but, he said, at your word. Because you say, at your word, I will cast the net. Praise the Lord. That's the work of faith. Responding to the voice of Jesus. Responding to the command of Jesus. Responding to the word of Jesus. The work of faith should continue in our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, as believers, we need to realize that the work of faith is acting upon the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you meditate on the word of God, in your daily reading, in your morning reading, do you hear the voice of God as you read the word of God? Praise God. Do you hear the whispering of the Holy Spirit? Have you ever experienced the word coming out live? Have you ever experienced the word that you are reading and pondering on? It starts to jump out of the page and starts to apply to your life and to your situation. And when it happens, you act on the word of God. And you will see what God can do. You will reap the result of being obedient to the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how Jesus put it. What is the work of God? This is how he puts it. It is to believe on Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Put Jesus puts it as in John 6, 29. This is the work of God that you believe on him who he hath sent. Praise God. Believing on Jesus and the word of God. So an inner impact. The work of faith begins with an inner impact. But it also flows out with an outward impact. Praise God. And that's the next virtue that Paul talks about. He puts it like this. When I think about you guys, when I remember about you, I think about your work of faith. And the second thing he says, the labor of love. 
Praise God. Labor of love. Think about it. Labor and love. Does it fit very well? Labor and love. Labor of love. L-O-L. Crying out loud? No. Labor of love. Amen. Praise God. The fact is, love will labor. Love will labor. Praise God. When love labors, it don't feel like labor. When love labors, it don't feel like labor. In other words, the labor of love is spontaneous. Praise God. The labor of love is spontaneous. It just flows. Praise God. It just flows uninterrupted. It's not an effort, but it's a labor that is prompted. In other words, the driving force behind the labor is love. Love for who? Love for Jesus. Amen. A little girl was carrying a baby. And someone who passed by looked at the little girl and said, Little girl, isn't that a burden that you're carrying, a heavy burden that you're carrying? The little girl looked at the man and said, No, this is my little baby brother. It's not a burden. It's a blessing. Praise God. See, when what has been entrusted to you, what has been placed in your hand, when you have a relationship with that, when you hold that close to your heart, when your heart beat touches the very thing that has been entrusted to you, it is not a burden, it is a blessing. Praise God. God has entrusted so many things into our hands. Responsibilities, tasks, Talents, praise God. It has been given into our hands. Some carry burdens on their shoulder. Some carry responsibilities on their shoulder. And you stand and you wonder, what is it that makes them to act and to work with such ease? Ease of use is a term that is used when you use programs. But let me tell you, when the labor is prompted by love, praise God, the task becomes, praise God, easy because there is love. It's prompted by love. Praise God. The wheels of labor is oiled by love. Praise God. Love that flows from Calvary. Hallelujah. Praise God. The love that flows from Calvary. Praise God. Makes my labor for my master. Hallelujah. Spontaneous. Praise God. You know, Thessalonican church didn't have it easy. They didn't sit in the pews and in air-conditioned auditoriums. This was a church that went through afflictions, trials, and persecution. 
but their labor was labor of love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9 goes like this. They're serving the living and true God in the midst of persecution. Amen. Love is a game changer. Labor don't feel like labor when it is a labor of love. You have any doubts? Ask Jacob. You know, there is a verse in the Bible. Genesis 29, 20. This is how the Bible says. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Literally, he served 14 years for Rachel. And the Bible says, after his seven years, he got duped. The next seven years, he served. And for him, it seemed like a small duration because of his love for Rachel. Praise God. Where there is love, the task, the tedious task, the tough terrain, the hard work, the sweat of the brow, praise God, hallelujah, it becomes spontaneous because it's driven by love, praise God, hallelujah, amen, yes, see the believers not were just sitting around doing, you know, talking, chit-chatting, or just doing praise and worship. The Bible says these guys were actively involved in evangelism. Not trying to play down praise and worship. Every role in the house of God is important. But what I am saying here is their labor of love, praise God, was not simply confined within the walls of church. Their labor leaped out of their heart. Praise God. The labor of love was not confined within their hearts. There are so many people who just keep the love on the inside. They don't want to express it and they don't want to exhibit it. But this church, they not only had love on the inside, they want their love overflowed. Praise God. Overflowed into action. Praise God. How? By reaching out to people who did not know Jesus. Praise God. Paul puts it like this. The love of God constrains me. Praise God. Compels me to do what? To share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is my prayer that you and I, as we continue to labor for the Lord, it will be prompted by love. As I was sitting in the presence of God, meditating on the scripture, I asked myself, Lord, my labor for you, is it out of love for you? Praise God. We all need to ask ourselves this question. Anything and everything that we do, praise God. Whether it's in the house of God or outside, we need to ask ourselves, what prompts me to do what 
I do. Is it love? What Jesus is looking for is a service that flows out of a heart that loves Jesus. Praise God. Remember, Jesus went out pursuing some of his disciples at the beach early in the morning. Jesus waited for his disciples. He looked at Peter and he asked Peter a question. Peter do you love me more than these? Praise God. He asked him again and again and again. Do you love me more than this? And then he said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Praise God. In other words, what Jesus is saying is service, service has to be connected the love towards Jesus. Jesus did not tell Peter, Peter, listen, I'm going to make you the chief apostle. He did not say, I will give you an opportunity to be the first spokesman on the day of Pentecost. When the church is going to be inaugurated on the earth for the very first time, I will make you the chief speaker. No. Praise God. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus did not offer, make any offer under the table. The question then and today is crisp and clear. The question is, do you love me more than these? Praise God. More than your assignment. More than your task. More than your role. More than your ministry. The question is, do you love me? Labor is good, but it ought to be prompted by love. Preaching is good. Teaching is good. Singing is good. Serving is good. In every capacity, it's good. But it has to first begin with love towards the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Labor of love. Praise God. What does love look like? This is how Augustine puts it. St. Augustine puts it like this. And I'm going to quote. Love. It has hands to help others. Feet to hasten to the poor and needy. Eyes to see misery and want. Ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love look like. End quote. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know these folks, their labor flowed out of the heart, out of the church, into the next city, crossed the borders. It didn't just simply stop there. These guys were heavy hitters. They were also generous people. Praise God. Hallelujah. They were also generous people. In their poverty, they gave. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's love in action. Praise God. Service, service towards God should flow out of love. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, one day, D.L. Moody came back to his home after a preaching session. And his family said to him, Cancel your next meeting. 
You look so weary, and we know you are tired. Moody's response was mind-boggling. This is what Moody said, and I quote, I am weary in the work of God, but I am not weary of the work of God. As human beings, we can get weary in the work, but we cannot get weary of the work. Praise God, because this work is a work of God. Praise God, and it ought to flow out of love for Jesus. I thank God for all those who are laboring in this church. Praise God. In this pandemic season, putting themselves at harm's way, exposing themselves, coming here, cleaning, setting things up, registration, working hard, Day in, day out, without expecting any honor, without expecting any returns, without expecting accolades and appreciation from people. Praise God. I pray that you would continue in the labor of love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Love for Jesus should compel us. Praise God to press on, press on. Amen. The third quality that Paul talks about of this church is they have a patience of hope. Praise God. The driving force was love. So the labor was of love. The next thing he's talking about, their endurance in hope or patience of hope. That was the sustaining factor of their love. Praise God, their life. Praise the Lord. They were waiting for, this is what the scripture says, for God's son, Jesus Christ, to come from heaven. Praise God. See, when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. When we live in the light of the fact that Jesus is going to come back, praise God. Everything on this terrain it looks from a different angle. Praise God. These people, as they were facing pressure from a pagan world, perhaps the pressure and the persecution from one end, perhaps from the other end being pulled back through thick and thin, they kept their eyes on Jesus. They were looking for the Son of God, Jesus Christ to come from heaven. Praise God. When we keep our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. When we ponder on the fact. That Jesus is going to come back. And when he's going to come back. I want to be with him. Praise God. And one day he will reward me. For everything that I have done for him. And for his name's sake. It keeps us ticking. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through thin and thick and thin, what kept them ticking was the fact that they kept their eyes on the fact. Hallelujah. Hope, the blessed hope that Jesus is going to come back. Folks, when was the last time you thought about the fact that Christ is going to come back? 
If Christ were to come today, let me ask you, would you be caught up? Do you, can you say without a shadow of a doubt, if Jesus were to come today, I will be caught up with him. I will be with Jesus. My friend, if you don't have that blessed hope today, I want you to pause, stop wherever you are. Regardless of who you are and what you've been doing. Whether you are inside the house of God or outside the house of God. Do you have a complete assurance? Praise God. Hallelujah. That if Christ were to come today, you will be part of his bride. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Work of faith, labor of love, endurance of hope or patience of hope. Praise God. Each of these Christian virtues find their object in Christ Jesus. And each can produce within us, praise God, praise and glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Thessalonian believers they exercised their faith in Jesus. Praise God. They did not stop there. That faith continued. Hallelujah. From inside to outside. Praise God. Labor prompted of out of love. It did not stop with outward. From inward to outward. From outward to upward. Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, as you sit in the presence of God, let me ask you a simple question. Where are you today? Praise God. Are you actively exercising your faith? Praise God. Are you actively exercising your faith? Do you have an arena where you have, you are, you are putting your labor and a labor that is being produced by love? Praise God. When was the last time you lifted up your little finger for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Amen. Praise God. Are you simply sitting around and simply watching, observing? God wants you to step out of the observatory tower and come down into the field. Praise God. He wants you to step into the field and see what you can do. For Jesus. As you continue, keep your sights on Jesus because one of these days is gonna come. Praise God. What's gonna keep you ticking? What's gonna keep you going? What's gonna sustain you? What's gonna make you persevere through everything that the world is going through? Is the fact that Jesus will come one day. And when he comes, I want to be found. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone has rightly said, we can live without food for 40 days. We can live without water for 8 days. We can live without air for 4 days. But you cannot live too long without hope. Jesus gives hope. Praise God. A hope for today, a hope for tomorrow, and a hope 
for eternity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Such a glorious life Christ offers to us. Start with the work of faith. Praise God. Let me ask you as I conclude here. Who and what do you have your hope in? Praise God. What have you placed your hope in today? Turn to God. Faith in the Lord Jesus. Repent from acts that does not please God. Get involved in laboring for the love for the Lord. May it be a labor prompted out of love. Praise God. And keep your hope alive. Hope in the person Jesus Christ. Amen.